Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash animations, webtoons, and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Rebury, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Excellent. We're at episode two of our fourth season, which is focused on zombie. John, what exactly are we looking at today? Today we're going to be watching uh, the second and third episodes of the zombie series, and that is uh, Cadillacs and Cadavers and Grinding Organs. We're going to be covering two episodes of zombie per plug-in episode, because unlike the other Flashtoons, this series is very narrative-heavy, and we think that the pacing doesn't really make sense for the one-to-one format that we've been using previously. Excellent. So a quick summary of both of these chapters, so chapters two and three. We see that Zoe, well, we learn her name Zoe in this episode, mm-hmm. wakes up in Dirge's lab, his his gobgo glab glab basement. Uh, she wakes up in his crypt. That's the word I was looking for. There you and go. they talk. Uh, we learn that Dirge has a dog and that the two of them are going to now go on a quest to get her to a human settlement. They steal a car and um, end up crashing it into a circus. That's the end of episode two. Episode three. We have basically their battle through the circus where um, we see there's some dog action. We see some Zoe fighting action and she ends up saving the day using a a gondola, I think, as a weapon, which is great. So that was not a quick summary at all. But let's let's (laughs) jump into it step by step a little bit. (laughs) No worries. So so, yeah, she wakes up in the gob go glab glab dungeon, Mm -hmm. uh, but he seems to be out right now. And instead, uh, we find Dirge sitting in a... uh, you know, tall back chair reading a book. Uh, she also notices a large vat in the back of the room with the glowing green slime in it that we learn is uh, embalming fluid. Yeah, what did you think was in that vat originally before we found out it was a dog? <laughs> I thought it was Dirge because we didn't notice Dirge in the it, like. First, we noticed the vat. Then, then she realizes Dirge is back there. Right. Um, so I thought it was him at first, and then I thought maybe like his food source. Like, maybe he eats zombies, and he puts them in there to keep them from, like, running about. I did think about his food source in this episode, because I don't know what he eats. But he doesn't sleep, it seems like, and he doesn't die, because he does say <laughs> that he has plenty of time to read. <laughs> and he's reading Theoretical Neuroscience, the book, which we all know and love. Mm-hmm. It's on everybody's bookshelf. I read it in high school. Yep. And so, yeah, so basically he's saying, like, uh, they sort of, like, go back and forth and explain, like, who are you? And it's like, I'm, like, I'm, I don't know what I am. I'm a zombie, but I'm, you know, I don't want to eat you. Or we don't know that he doesn't want to eat her. He just doesn't seem to actually do it. Mm-hmm. I think what we, we're getting here is that Dirge is an erudite zombie. Like, <laughs> you know, he loves books. And uh, and he loves good boys. His his good boy is good boy Cerberus, the dog. You know, he's a bit more of a Clarence than I thought he was yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah, he's way more of a yeah a buff nerd zombie. Yeah. So is his dog Cerberus a zombie dog? Uh, I believe so because he has like literal patches instead of spots. Like he's so, got, so, like... so he's definitely a, a Frankenstein's dog. We know oh, that, right? But is, is he, he a, a zombie, zombie or is he a Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Mm. that's a good that's a good question i mean embalming fluid i don't know does dirge have the same eye color like all the zombies seem to have like a gray eye color 
And I think Dirge, I think uh, Cerberus does too. And Dirge. I think they all have the same eye color. So maybe yeah. he, that means he's a zombie. But I don't know. I, I don't know if we can assume that because Dirge makes a point that he's unique in being like a yeah. non-mindless zombie. And this dog seems pretty mindful. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so he has a dog. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And they decide that they're going to go to the human settlement. And so they obviously, you know, off screen, they get all dressed up and uh, Dirge comes out of the crypt, which is like a mechanical thing. Mm -hmm. He comes out of the crypt with Cerberus and and Zoe and Dirge is now battle ready with a chain around his waist, uh, you know, like bandolier, chain bandolier. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah. And a spike collar, which I thought was also very cool. Although Mm -hmm. it is funny that Cerberus doesn't have a spike collar. That would have been that would have been appropriate. One thing that I was expecting was that when we saw Dirge again, he wouldn't be armed with a shovel. I thought that was like a weapon of convenience in the moment. Mm. But it turns out he's he's just a shovel guy. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely the shovel guy. And uh, yeah, he uses the bandolier, I believe, to keep it on his back. As you would. Yeah, of course. And it's got to be made out of chain because it's the most metal choice. Mm-hmm. So Dirge uh, warns Cerberus to keep an eye out. They're being watched. Uh, so they go to that junkyard and find an old hearse and that the human camp is 20 miles away. So they, they got to drive. Did you see what the vanity plate was on the front of the hearse? <laughs> I did. I believe it is dead sexy. Dead but sexy. Like, with only mm. E as the only vowel in the thing. <laughs> Which is good. It kind of made me wonder if I had to survive in a post-apocalyptic setting, I could make my own vanity plate. And I don't know what it would say. I feel like I should have see, that ready before the apocalypse comes. I feel bad for the zombie that had to settle for the vanity plate where A was the only vowel that they could have on it, so it was dad sexy. <laughs> Although, you know, depending on how old I am when the uh, apocalypse happens, maybe I'll <laughs> exactly. be dad sexy. Maybe dad sexy. I don't think yeah. I'll be a dad, but I might be dad sexy. <laughs> dad sexy, yeah. Well, you know, like, dad has multiple meanings. We don't have to get into them here. So, yeah, so they get in the car and they start driving and immediately just start driving over zombies like john i think you're, you're you're skipping a quality goof though oh which goof am i skipping paul the text on the mirror when he's adjusting it oh what does the text say it says objects in mirror may be less alive than they appear oh i did not i did not pause it to read that oh wow oh, you, oh, i thought it was a quality goof i i do like how we're setting up sort of like a the warriors sort of like a uh, storyline here where it's mm-hmm. like each episode, like, the, you know, the first and second episodes are very much like, you know, your vanilla zombies. Like, the moment that they come out of the ground, they tear off their shirts and they're just pants, mm-hmm. pants-only zombies. And then and then we get to, you know, the, the circus next episode. So I feel like I would really like it if each episode was, like, a different themed zombie exploration as we go that through all of these zombie gangs to get to, I assume, that the human camp is on Coney Island, so... Oh, we can only hope. John, do you think that uh, Dirge knows the humans at the human camp, or is he just going to drive up all zombified and drop off a kid? See, that's the thing is, I, I think he understands. He must have explored the world at some point. Like, 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 I don't feel like I feel like Dirge is in his like I'm the old man settled, you know, in in my ways phase. You know what I mean? And maybe after yeah. adventures in his life, like, so maybe he's just remarked. Maybe he's got some books somewhere that are like his journal entries from his adventures across the world. I don't know, though, because he we we saw the footage of him waking up as a zombie in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. And he's said that 
he doesn't remember anything before he woke up. So I guess before he was a zombie. Yeah. And he's still in the graveyard. Unless he now lives in a different graveyard. I don't know if he's really gone too far. I don't know. I mean, there are multiple graveyards in the world. It's true. I've been told. Yeah, could be. I don't know. It could just also be sort of just nebulous. Maybe Dirge doesn't really remember anything, but he just knows random stuff. Like, like mm. you know, there there is a difference between, like, knowledge and memory, sort of. And so, like, maybe he just knows that there's a human camp 20 miles away in a certain direction, and maybe that's where he's from originally or something like that. Maybe they both just have very dramatic amnesia. Or, you know, if we want to think of Dirge as sort of like a at-home zombie, maybe he woke up next to the human camp and was chased off towards his current abode. That is possible, too. Yeah. All right, but, but keeping it rolling, you said he's driving through a bunch of zombies. It's true. We see the vanity plate on the rear of the hearse, which is different, mm -hmm. which, of course, says... Dead sexy. No, oh, it wait. says Sh Sharon. Sharon. Oh. <laughs> so Spelled it's with dead a sexy Sharon? Yeah. Char Char oh, Charon? Charon? You mean like the the boatman of the dead on the uh, River Styx? It's a uh, it's a uh, Greek. Yep, Greek. Oh mythology. yeah, I, I know Charon. I know the myth. I didn't know the the name. Well, that makes more sense. Mhm. Mm uh and so yeah, so uh that that is pretty funny. Dead sexy Charon. I like that. Uh because in a way he is escorting her in a journey across the land of the dead. So mm -hmm. it's fitting. Um, but yeah, so they drive off the Nightmare Before Christmas hill, and uh, yeah, they've just crashed it into a circus. End of episode two. And credits. Yep. Uh, so one thing that I forgot, we both forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode is that there was sort of like this weird moment where we're underwater and there's zombie sharks everywhere um, before cutting to like Zoe waking up. Were they zombie sharks? Well, they were sharks that seem to have large, bloody gashes through them, but mm. I don't know, maybe that is just them having freshly fed, I guess. Well, you're right. That That's how we open into episode two, and that's also how we open into episode three. I yeah, wasn't just more sure. details. Yeah, was she remembering like a little bit more each time? Do you think that's what we're getting into? Yeah, maybe maybe it's just a little bit more information. Maybe she's not... We don't know yet if she's remembering or if this is just like a vision she's having. I guess that would be the same thing, wouldn't it? But like, we definitely see Zoe in the water this time with a teddy bear. All right, well, cut to episode three. We come back to another one of those underwater scenes, like you said, and then mm -hmm. we see Dirge trying to start the hearse, even though the wheels <laughs> all fell off tires. of it. Yeah. And so the circus has obviously been closed long before the zombie apocalypse because it's creepy as fuck and nobody would ever want to go there. <laughs> there's a lot of like tiger foreshadowing because like there's a lot of stuffed animal tigers. We even see a cool mm -hmm. sort of like shot where they're reflected as the group is walking through the, the circus trying to get out of it. We see like their reflection in a tiger's eye, like a stuffed animal tiger's eye. It's pretty cool. As they're walking through the circus, we do see Cerberus trip a creepy sort of automated showman trying to lure people into a um, freak show. What do you call it? Freak show? Yeah. I think it's a freak show. And all these zombies show up. Yeah. Although the automaton does said, say this side of the Midwest. So I think that this might be in the Midwest. And I think that traditionally the Midwest is divided by the Mississippi. And having lived there, I still have no idea. So I don't know how what's designated Midwest and when West is West. Are we assuming that this side of the Midwest is an East-West divide in this case? Maybe oh, he means that, Southwise or Northwise. 
that's true. I, I think maybe when it's really just this talk this about quadrant. sides with the United States. They usually think of the United States as more of a linear thing than a north south thing. I think that's more of an east coast thing is north south, and I think everywhere else feels east west. Well, it could be maybe. in Maryland in particular. I know we're a little bit self conscious about our north versus south status. Yeah, it is very sensitive. It's a sensitive subject. All right, so yeah, so the uh, automaton wakes up like all of these fucking zombie clowns. I had some questions here. There were so many clowns in this circus, apparently. <laughs> it was a clown-heavy circus. Another Jeez. reason why it was obviously failed before the zombie apocalypse. We can only hope. Mm-hmm. It would be so much better if, like, there was just a tiny car sitting next to the group as they were exploring the entire time. And, like, there's this tiny car in the background. And then the automaton comes on and then zombie clowns just pile out of the tiny car. That would have been very good. I don't know. James is a classy guy, though. He's not going to use that kind of low no, bar humor. But John. I do like I do like the idea of zo- clowns being zombified inside of a tiny car. <laughs> I do love the visual. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we see the the fight scene, which mm-hmm. shows up. A dirge is fighting about six thousand clowns. Mm-hmm. The tiger and the uh, dog Cerberus are having a fight. And Zoe's sort of just hiding for most of yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And dirge says the classic line, uh, "Even dead." clowns are annoying which i liked so it was it's was pretty pretty action action movie ish yep um, we get then to the culmination culmination is that the word i'm looking for sure well anyway we get towards the end of the fight scene and dirge is fighting a large strongman type zombie a massive guy and he's mm-hmm. kind of getting his ass kicked yeah and zoe's been cornered by a tiger and that's when cerberus comes in and tackles the tiger uh, Zoe then notices that Dirge, Dirge's abandoned shovel and uh, uses it to cut the wires of the gondolas that have been like around the circus. I don't really know why gondolas are at the circus. I, I guess maybe I've just been to very small town circuses where like a gondola setup would be intense, but uh, and probably most likely to kill you. <laughs> and and it does kill someone. It kills this uh, giant strongman zombie that uh, has been kicked in Dirge's ass uh, by dropping right on top of him. Which is nice. It's the first time we've seen Zoe with any kind of real agency in the show. Yeah, it is nice. It's nice to see that they're like both Dirge and Zoe are becoming characters. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely been very Dirge heavy. Cerberus coughs up a tiger limb. He obviously ate the tiger, or at least most of it. Until um, we had that goof, I thought we were sort of missing out by not seeing more of the tiger dog fight. But I guess it's okay. You get a quality goof at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, the little goof at the end was pretty cute. So they sort of talk, and uh, Cerberus says, yeah, sorry, Dirge says, more uh, more going to come, and so he's like, are there more like you? And he says, I seriously doubt it, and instant cut to uh, them leaving the circus, and a shadowy figure, a feminine shadowy figure, is smiling uh, in the shadows. So you just see her like lips smile, and then it cuts to her full-body silhouette of both her holding a scythe and a fucking velociraptor. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little out of left field, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, to me, it begs the question, though, is she the one who Dirge was concerned was watching them, or was it the zombies? Yeah, because in the first episode, they do sort of hint that it was just the zombies, because it's like, uh, you know, we're being watched, and then two silhouettes of zombies pop up. And now, he doesn't really say that we're being watched, but he's like, I think it's supposed to be that maybe she is also a, a sentient zombie. It could be. I think we'll probably find out next episode, and I'm excited to get to it. But, John, as you know, we like to assign a moral to every 
uh, clip that we watch on mm-hmm. the show. What do you think the moral can be to this combined episode two and three of Zombie? All right, so I, I had two morals. Uh, okay. Mine was uh, maybe don't aim for zombies while driving. He did Try hit every single zombie. And it yeah, didn't... Uh, like I'm fairly certain that he single-handedly took out like most of the zombies in that region just by mm-hmm. driving for about four seconds. Yep. And uh, don't bring a uh, don't bring a shovel to a gondola fight. I mean, it's true that guy was the size of a gondola, so mm-hmm. that yeah. was the right. Well, I was choice. thinking more like. Uh, Dirge was trying to kill him with a shovel, but he should have been just trying to kill him with a gondola the entire time. He, sh- he should have gone straight to the gondola, definitely. Exactly. It would have saved us a lot of tension. It would have done. And the moral that I was thinking was that just, I will always hate clowns. <laughs> Regardless of the format, zombie number. Zombie clown, not zombie clown. Just hated them. Yep. I don't know if that's a moral or a statement, but I'm going to go yeah. with it either way. Well... Thanks for joining us for this episode of Plug and Missing. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes, that sort of thing. But John, weren't you on a different show recently? I was. I guessed it on... <laughs> I love the transition, Paul. I guessed it on an episode of uh, Journey Through the DecaCast. It's a common Rider podcast by friends over at Riceball Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really fun time uh, talking about episode five of Common Rider Zio, which is the current season. It's uh, the one with a bunch of Common Rider Forza stuff, uh, which uh, I was very into and excited about. So if you're interested in Common Rider, you should check it out. You can find it if you search for uh, Journey Through the DecaCast on your podcast app or go to journeythroughthedecacast.com. And DecaCast is spelled D-E-C-A-C-A-S-T. So like, uh, like Decade Cast but it's abbreviated yep all right i know nothing about common rider but i still thought it was a fun episode uh, so Paul, you are should... an expert at one minute of common rider i believe is the actual definition of that yeah but you're you're alluding to our, our dark past where we had a different <laughs> podcast john and i can't acknowledge that on the air okay sorry so all right well uh, if you want to talk about flash animation definitely contact us on the various social media platforms at plug and missing or email us at plug and missing pod at gmail.com you can also check out plug and if you want more info on the podcast or see what's coming up as always this episode was co-hosted by john ward and paul reberg produced by john ward with music by me so come back next week where we're gonna ask you would you like to update flash We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.